The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to The Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective on the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, so you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me, I have the crew comprised of these fine gentlemen joining me once again over the interwebs. And with me, we have, of course, my boy, Dominique. He is the creator and host of the Raw Sex Podcast, appearing weekly all across wherever you can find podcasts. We talk relationships, sex, dating commitments everything in between as a matter of fact in between this time we actually also recorded our newest episode recovering the entanglements <laughs> of jada pinkett and also will smith and that's on an episode that will be coming in a future date but make sure y'all checking out the raw sex podcast you can catch him on instagram also on twitter and you can check out that show i highly recommend that you subscribe to that coming on up that's the raw sex podcast and then of course my other partner here is our boy jo he is a connoisseur of everything of not only hip-hop music but good music all over the place jay i actually missed you during our last review for bougie bonton till shallow i had a great conversation once again shout out to the regular of a podcast khalil wonder and agard as we chopped up that album over the last week or so that just had its 25th anniversary a phenomenal phenomenal album and we're glad to go ahead and review it but i missed you last week man but glad to have both of y'all here with me today it's always a pleasure to be here bro always always nothing but the classics indeed and you tipped me <laughs> right on cue as you know our motto here on the vault classic music reviews is hashtag open the vault hashtag nothing but the classics and we have yet another classic today that just hit his 20th anniversary. Uh, 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 uh. I am talking about none other than J-I-L-L-S-C-O-T-T. Uh. Jilly from Philly. Miss uh, Jill Jilly Scott. from Philly. Mm. <laughs> Miss, mm, 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 mm. Miss Jill Scott. Who is Jill Scott? Words and Sounds Volume 1. Released July 18th, 2000. 20 years ago. The particulars about this album was recorded between 1999 and 2000, recorded at a touch of jazz studios in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That is the studio and a touch of jazz, also the collective 
by none other than the magnificent Jazzy Jeff, DJ Jazzy Jeff, a native of Philadelphia as well, famously of DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, but also a great contributor, curator himself, and producer of music for well over almost close to 40 years now. And he had a big role in helping to shape this album and also getting this album off of the ground. Runtime of 72 minutes and 59 seconds for Hidden Beach Recordings. And this was a label not many people had heard about them until this album really came out. To me, I think this is still the landmark release on that record label. There was some dispute between Jill Scott and Hidden Beach. And for her to get access to these recordings after this, that lasted for some years. But the producers on this album, incredible producers. Jazzy Jeff, as we mentioned before. Dre and Vidal of the famed producing and songwriting duo. Darren Henson. Keith Pelzer. James Poyser, the great James Poyser, Carvin Haggins, the Grand Wizards, Ted Thomas Jr., and also having a hand in production is none other than Amir Questlove Thompson. Of course, Questlove being a part of The Roots, which got Jill Scott her first songwriting opportunity for a songwriting credit for You Got Me. And famously, that was the song that won The Roots their first Grammy, which featured Erica Badu on the vocals and not Jill Scott. Now, the story behind that is, as we find out, that The Roots had planned to have Jill on the record, but the record label who released Things Fall Apart, which You Got Me was on, did not want it to have someone that actually was a more recognizable name. So, who did they pick? None other than Miss Erica Badu. And the rest is history, how that track turned out. But that song was written originally by Jill Scott and was supposed to feature Jill Scott. And in later live sessions with The Roots, there was versions where Jill actually sung the version instead of Erica Badu. Earlier this year, we had, in my opinion, which was the second best verses that came out, I still put Bounty and Beanie Man first over them, even though it's still incredible, but the masses will say that was the best one. So it's kind of like a 1A and 1B for me. She had a versus with Erica Badu, and it was an amazing experience. Uh, Jay and Damo, I don't know if y'all tuned into that, but just listening to that, it was a whole damn ass vibe, like really. Absolutely. <laughs> listening yeah. to that, there's just two, two, I think, two of the best female R&B and neo-soul vocalists, I think, of the last 20-so years. And to hear the two of them not only just spin their records for comparison, but then also to really feel the vibe between the two of them. Because when it comes to like Neo Soul, the two of them, I think are the top two out there. I put them and also even India Ari up there as well. They're the top tier of female R&B and Neo Soul vocalists. So there we have it with Joe Scott. Who is Joe Scott? Words and Sounds Volume 1. 17 tracks on the CD. And then on the CD, as you guys remember, the last couple of tracks was a uh, try and then also the other hidden track was the love rain remix featuring most deft and it was four seconds tracks i think it was like 20 or so four second tracks blank tracks before you got to each one of those tracks that were listed on there so it was like one of those things when you have hidden tracks and it was an interesting way to put a hidden track on a cd because it was done in a different way that no one else had done it before as we said a runtime again of 72 minutes and 59 seconds so a great great album and guys let's just sit here and talk about this so 20 years ago today now i know where everyone where i was when i did this and i'll speak about this when my time comes around but i'll just go ahead and i'll start with jay so words and sounds volume one your particular memories when you first heard this album and then how the legacy of this album for you has sort of maintained over these last 20 years and what you think about it even listening to it this week coming up to this review 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I remember like 2000, I had just transferred to Morgan from Lincoln University and I guess I already had kind of a certain expectation coming like, you know, because at Lincoln, you know, the student population is primarily people from Philly. So like, you know, always had her little snippets about her. But then by the time I got into Morgan and the album dropped, you know, and just a, just a single getting in the way, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just the way the joint starts off, like that bass line and, you know, just like the intro part of the beat. I mean, it automatically just like it just produces like a vibe right then and there. And then like, you know, something to kind of bridge the gap between like, you know, something like, you know, our parents generation would like, and then something that we would like, it was just, it just flows so smoothly. And then I'm not going to say, I thought she would have been like a, like a one hit wonder or one trick pony or whatever you want to call it. But then she just followed it up with the journey long walk. And like, you know, it was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? She definitely got a vibe to her. And then eventually I heard the album and I was just blown away. I mean, just, it was impressive and just like, okay, yeah, you know what I mean? She definitely is bringing something to the table and it's not like straight R&B, but just an awesome blend as far as like, you know, the R&B and spoken word and poetry and just like elements of live performances. And she, she just incorporated so much to this album. And Brian, I'm pretty sure you remember like, you know, <laughs> kind of funny memory from Morgan State University. Like, remember like back in 2000, right? You know, like, I guess you could consider who was top tier as far as like how people were influenced by how they dress. Cause you know, we always had yeah. like, clones and Morgan especially on the bridge so like yeah if you remember like all the girls like they're trying to wear their hair wrapped like Jill Scott yeah and then on the flip side like you know what I'm saying all the dudes trying to wear their hats to the back with the do-rag like Memphis Bleach yeah so, exactly. showing our age <laughs> showing our ages there children so don't right for life. exactly <laughs> I remember that that's dog I remember that's it the understanding yeah exactly right exactly you know yeah. what I'm saying so like <laughs> And I ain't gonna lie, I was I remember walking walking on the ridge, y'all like blown by that, like dude, yeah, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. And luckily, this is before the whole paper towel bandana thing. The fabulous did with certain bands tried to do. I'm not gonna call names, <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> but nah, bringing it back though, bringing it back, like it just showed like the influence that Jill Scott had as far as her style and just musically speaking, and just like you know, just like kind of like being in the forefront as far as like that neo soul vibe, and then just like listening to it like this week is like you know it really did stand the test of time. Like I'd almost put it up there with like, say like in terms of standing the test of time, like the chronic, you know what I mean? Like the chronic mm. came out even longer ago than that, but like, it just like yeah. aged really well. It's still a vibe. It's just something that's going to transcend like generations at this point. I think, I mean, we already hit the 20 year mark and it still rocks. Like, you know, it just came out last night or something like that. So that's just what I remember about, especially like the whole thing with the bridge and the Morgan state. That's just really sticks out with me, but along yeah. with the music, of course, but yeah. So, Indeed. I remember those times as well. And it just kind of speaks to the influence that music has on us, especially when we're at a certain age. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to the your demeanor, especially your fashion, the way that you talk, the words that you use, everything else. And it's just crazy that you mentioned that how women wear their head wraps and then guys, especially with the do rags and the hats being tilted to the side. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that time. It makes me laugh now, though. But, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> So, Damo, same for you, man. What what they say you when you first heard the album? What did you think? And how's the whole thing sort of transcended as time has gone on? And what did you think about it listening to it leading up to this week? Well, you know, 2000, y'all buzzers, y'all buzzers was gone. So, we, we was transitioning to the 2001 class. We seniors now. But um, I remember this was back when radio play was, you know, you heard the singles on the radio. So, you know, I was ready for the album. I've always been an R&B guy. Yeah. But... When you think of our hashtag nothing but the classics, this is what you're talking about of an album of nothing but the classics. Nothing to change about the album. Like, even since it's came, I listened to it at least 
three or four times a year. Mm. Like, I might have just, before you said we was going to listen to it for this week, I might have listened to it like a month ago. Yeah. I I'm like, oh, you know, I haven't listened to Jill. I haven't listened to that joint in a minute. I said, let me go ahead and throw this joint on. And then next thing you know, I done listened to the album twice. <laughs> and I went around and came. I'm like, oh, dang, I done listened to the album. I'm like, oh, my baby right here. And then, you know, you know, she had the video a couple of years ago with her oh, with the man. microphone. Yeah, sir. <laughs> Everybody remember the microphone. <laughs> 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 Google it, muggle it. juicy. That's a real vibe. <laughs> That's a real vibe. But the album, you know, it's from right from the beginning. You ain't like you got to warm up. Like, oh, you know, it's a, this first song, I right, right. nah, she giving it to you right from the go. And then, you know, you start hearing a little bit of the go-go aspect in it, so you rocking it in that way, too. So, yeah, yeah this is a classic album. Classic all the way. Yeah. And I don't think it's never going to change. Like, maybe five years from now, turn it back on, it's going to be the same the same vibe. Yeah, man, that's, that's really the big thing. And you mentioned about the radio. And it's funny to think about the first single that I heard from this album wasn't, like, Love Rain, wasn't Getting in the Way, wasn't A Long Walk. It wasn't the way. The first single I remember hearing from this album, if y'all remember, and if y'all were back around the way back home during that summer, the first single I heard was It's Love. Because Why? Because of the go-go sound, right? And when I first heard that joint, I was like, oh, this goes. Like, to me, I don't even yeah. know if a, if a band, and maybe one of those like more R&B type bands, maybe Listen or Subtle Thoughts or somebody like that, a familiar may have done a cover to this, but I would have loved to be able to hear a go-go band do a cover of this live. But it requires a lot, though, because it's not just the congos and the drum and the keyboards. You need a good horn section to be able to recover this properly as well. So that really got me hyped up about the album. Last year, I think at the Pavilion, they had the go-go band do it with Jill Scott. Mm, I got you. Okay. God, I'd love to have been there. Downtown Baltimore? Yeah, okay. Yeah, they had the go-go band do it. They did the live with Jill Scott with the go-go band. My man was telling myself, he said, yo, that's young crank. I bet. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So my experience with this, much like Jason, I was getting ready to start at Morgan State and my orientation started that summer. And as Jason said, there's a lot of Philly cats who are there at Morgan and they, there were music lovers there as well. By the time you came back in the fall, there was already at least a couple of singles that came out from this album. And this album had already started to pump. And then by the time we started the fall semester heading into homecoming, you started to see the first video that I remember seeing was the one about getting in the way, which was an interesting video because the topic of the song itself leads for it to be entertaining. But when this album came out and I finally got it, because I don't think I actually got the album and listened to it until I was actually at Morgan. Incredible. I mean, all the way through. Like, Damo, you mentioned that there really isn't a way for or a time for you to warm up. Like, you get immediately the vibes into it through those first, like, five, six, seven, eight, nine songs, and the whole album completely flows. I mean, I was a big R&B fan, right? But I'm really akin to Neo Soul because the vibes of Neo Soul really speak to my spirit. It's the live instrumentation. It's the feeling of the instruments. Like, Jay, you talked about that bass line from A Long Walk. The bass lines on here are absolutely incredible. I mean, this is one of the best... This is this album is actually one of the best R&B albums when it comes to non-hip-hop albums, bass lines that I've heard in my life. Like, the bass lines on here are incredible. You say... 
And this was prime Neo Soul time. Exactly. This album right Definitely. here. This was like the height. Exactly. And, yeah, and this is probably one of the best albums to come out from that time. Exactly. And so to be able to hear like the musicianship to production, the things that were going on with the folks from A Touch of Jazz, you heard things happening as far as um, the lyrics. And Jill talks a lot about her writing poetry, right? This is where it kind of started even before she started singing, that she was introduced in elementary school to Nikki Giovanni, and that what's inspired her to start to write poetry, really in these lyrics. And there are a lot of co-writers in here as well, but really in the lyrics that you hear, it's almost like, it's almost poetic, right? And not the typical poetics like sonnets and couplets and things of that nature. What you're getting is a lot of just spoken word vibes through a lot of these lyrics, right? And it all just kind of works. I mean, in every single one of the songs that are written here, everything is thoughtfully written. And going back and doing some research to this, I was reading an article actually, and I believe it was on, uh, on Albumism, and she, in talking about this album, she was just saying her vibe to it was this. It's music, it's writing, it's, it's experiences, it's vulnerability, it's honesty, it's being a woman, an African-American woman, being a daughter and a sister and a grandchild and a godmother, it's life. It's deeper than what I know. It's bigger than what I can see. I guess it's a dive into the human spirit. And you can feel that all throughout this album. It's a celebration of love. It's um, an album about identity. It's an album about self-exploration. It's an album about vulnerability. And you can hear her vulnerabilities in this album with, through the different songs that she wrote. I mean, you can hear that in a song like Honey Molasses, right? Which is almost a whole song about vulnerability. And, and speaking of it, to me, I think which makes this album great is the fact that it really went back to a time when you really worked on albums as a project. Like a whole team got together, right, and worked on this together. That's why it's so cohesive. It's almost like you, like the album is telling the story. And each one of these tracks leads into another. It's like you're going into 18 or 19 different chapters, right? That's what it sounds like. And DJ Jazzy Jeff spoke about that when he talked about his crew working on the album and things that helped fuel its creation. He said, we did everything here, right down to an involvement in the cover and the way the project looked. It was reminiscent of the old days when you had your hands all in all the facets of making a record. It was very grassroots with very little thought of the commercial aspect. We didn't even make it with the radio listener in mind. Our goal was just to make a really good album that people would love from beginning to end. <laughs> and that you can see that effort being put forth on this album. And much like what Jay said, this was running things on a college campus in the year of 2000 when you had so many different other commercial acts out there. When you had Jay-Z, you had Nas, you had Ja Rule, you had uh, during that time, starting at that time, Fabulous. So many different other musical acts out there that were commercially more viable, but this was able to compete because the album was just so damn good. <laughs> I mean, listening to this album, it gives me vibes of Morgan State all over again. It makes me think about The Bridge. It makes me think about GQ Wake Up Sessions. It makes me think about Murphy Fine Arts, the old, old Murphy Fine Arts, the library. It makes me think about being at parties. It makes me think about spoken word poetry slams. I mean, <laughs> it gives me all the good vibes that I need to have. And it's because this served as a soundtrack during a time when Neil Soul. And we'll talk about this during one of our bonus segments. 
this is a time when Neo Soul was at the pinnacle of the music industry, and it wasn't just a quality of music thing. It was commercially viable. Like, you could put Neo Soul music out, and Neo Soul artists were having success. They were selling records, and their tours were selling out, which is amazing. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It really is amazing. Yeah, you ain't lying about that. And now, yeah, music. Yeah, I was saying like even with that, I still, I still feel like they just still didn't get the credit they deserve. I mean, yeah, they had, yeah. they, they had an excellent run. I just still feel like they deserve more. You know what I'm saying? Like just being really, from my perspective, I just felt like it was like a really organic version of R&B. I mean, even to be neo soul, it just felt like just more. It didn't feel as polished. It just felt like more raw talent. I just think that's something that's really like. That really doesn't, doesn't get the appreciation it should. So like, I just feel like, I mean, it was great. But I just feel like they deserve more. Like, Yeah, you know indeed. I mean? so. No, you're right. And to me, this was the start of a time really when you had an alternative to all the commercial things that were coming out. So if, if Beyonce wasn't your thing or Destiny's Child at that time wasn't your thing or, or Mary J. Blige or anyone else who was more popular R&B was your thing, if this this was your alternative, and you had a viable alternative of many different options at your hand. So there we go. We talked about it, and now we want to go into highlights and lowlights, see what it is that you liked. And if you didn't like anything, I got to check your temperature to see if you're sick. But, you know, <laughs> we'll go into that anyway. I got the Rona. Right. You might got the Rona. <laughs> right. Exactly. So we'll go ahead and start with you, uh, Damo. What are your highlights on here, of the tracks on here, your absolute favorites? Man, you can go like one through fifteen is my favorite. <laughs> Word. Word. <laughs> I was listening to the, the funny part about it is I think about back in the day when you know when she go when she leaves she's like you know she's giving her little poem like no I wake up next to my man and he was loving me mm-hmm. and I went to the store to make I get back so I can get back to loving me and the girl at the register she sniffs and I'm like <laughs> back in the day when I hear it I'm like. What the hell? I was like, well, she sniffing? She sniffed. Right. And look, I didn't know what she meant when she said, back then, I didn't know what she meant when she said, Raheem. Like, back then, I'm like, oh, what's, what's the fucking Raheem? I didn't know what the fuck she meant by then. But then when you get older, when you listen to her, she said, Raheem. You're like, right. oh, she know who that nigga is. Right? Yeah. And she said, right? And she looked at you. Get to, you can close your eyes and feel that part. Like, when she's mm-hmm. like, right? And she, you can just see her look at her like, oh, yeah, we got the same nigga. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but back then, listening to it, I didn't know it. I was like, I was like, oh, and then it go right into the song. I'm like, oh, like, oh, yeah, that's a cool way to went to the song. I said, like, I didn't even think about, oh. She know the nigga too. Yeah, she intimately. But yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, and sniffed and sniffed and look and look. She started off hanging on like she cute or whatever. Right. <laughs> and then next thing you know, she had your man. So mm-hmm. that I think the two bonus tracks that they threw on it, I feel like they could have left those off. Mm. The love rain and the try. I feel like they could have left those off. It didn't make the album go up. It, yeah, I really didn't care for them like that. All right. 
But I feel like you could have left those two off and it would have been, yeah, that's it. I mean, I didn't skip them. They all right to be on it, but they ain't my favorites to listen to on it. Mm, okay. Interesting. Jay, what about you? Of course, the singles that came out just like getting in the way. I mean, just like the whole song is just a vibe, and like even the subject matter with that one's like, you know what I'm saying? Her like confronting a woman, you know what I'm saying? And like re- pretty much being ready to like just like whoop her ass, but like doing this like just <laughs> rhythmically, you know what I'm saying? Almost like an updated version of that dream, like woman to woman, that dream. Yeah, wow. Um, so like, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, just like just that whole vibe of it, and then long, long I mean, it's a good, I'm trying to think how it works. It's like a good date, you know what I'm saying? You got, um, Either chilling with a girl and the room vibing them, especially because at Morgan, you yeah. play drinks like this, you really mm-hmm. trying to like, get her nowhere and stuff like that. I mean, this mm-hmm. really like sets the tone, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah like, that's a get to know you song, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, you can hey, nah, you, you, hey, you throw the hour morning, you be good by, by the time it's finished, yeah, right, right, especially <laughs> then, like the whole day. <laughs> especially spend the whole day kicking with you, know what I'm saying? You might spend the whole night, with you, you know what I'm saying? So, like, right, um, and then like. This is so many highlights. I mean, like the joint honey molasses, like yeah. just mm-hmm. the again, just the vibe of that song. Like I think, like the, the thing that stood out to me was like how her vocals were done. Like how kind of had like that airy echo type feel to it, really like size, like the yeah, the intimacy vibe of it. Well, at least that's what I got from it. And then of course it's love because where that go go beat comes in, that joint came in hard as hell. Like even yeah. for, like, <laughs> and, and I, I tell you the thing about that one, like. I'm thinking like because this is like when I didn't know hey. much about Jill Scott except she's from Philly. I'm thinking okay, she's from Philly. Maybe she went to Howard or something like that, and that's right. how she like really know about GoGo. But she went not nah, she went to Temple, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was people from DC up at Temple. But like for her to incorporate that into their song, I just thought it was amazing. And then like they really did that GoGo mm-hmm. beat justice, especially like as far as like the Temple, especially like like you say Brian before the horns, yeah. Um, trying to think what else. And plus I know you remember Morgan, like you know what I'm saying when they start the GoGo session up as far as like at parties, like. They used, they actually used this to kick the drain off. Like, right. do you remember, matter of fact, do you remember the uh, do you remember the blackout that was a hill field house? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like they used this drain to kick the drain. I'm like, oh shit. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that song definitely did the drain justice. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a lot of drains on here. I was rocking with, so I just um, bear with me. Indeed. Like uh, love rain. Like you know what I'm saying? Like again, just another song. Beautiful. Like. And the way she incorporated that spoken word into it, like the spoken word into it, like you know what I'm saying. And like the first time I heard this, I was in the car. Matter of fact, on my way back up to Morgan, you know what I'm saying, had a family event, and like listened to the album. I mean, I swear. And for some reason, this particular night it took me like three hours to get from DC back up to Baltimore because traffic was just ridiculous. Mm. And this like 10, 11 o'clock at night. So like, you know what I'm saying, I was actually driving my mom. She was driving me back up the drain. We put that drain on. Like that whole album. I mean, this drain came on like when traffic finally like just. Lighten up. I mean, it was just like it just put you in the zone. So like, and I know I'm going through like almost like track by track, but like the whole live thing with the roots, which I always just appreciate. Like you know, with the roots and them being like musicians, live band, and everything. You know that whole that whole vibe of like you know just her like performing live and you know what I'm saying just like ad lib and everything like that, just really showcasing her talent. That I really can go track by track as far as what I was rocking with. And then like the joint uh, one is the magic number. Like it just like went left as far as I don't want to say went left, but like it's took it in different directions. I don't know. I don't want to say Mexican horns, like that Latino vibe to mm-hmm. it, but like yeah. mm-hmm. had that kill ass like kick a snare and again that bass line like that boom. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, like, and that just, guitar. <laughs> they didn't just ride, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that exactly. guitar, exactly. And I guess like Dom will say, I mean like the last two joints, I mean, weren't whacked by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean I didn't I just didn't feel it was yeah. necessary to have those on there. Like, you know what I'm saying? You just left those on there and just 
but it's just as, just as good in my opinion. And obviously, you know, what I'm saying with the way I went through everything, I really can't think of any lowlights from this album. So, yeah, yeah man, just like it was just a, it was just a pleasure just to listen to, to listen to this journey. I was actually listening to this journey like maybe probably like about a week or so ago. Indeed, and still rising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for me, there's not a low light on this album here for me at all whatsoever. Even the two hidden tracks to me are not low lights. And starting off just with the yeah, just just starting off with the Jiltro all the way on through. Do you remember the exclusively poem was a great way to transition and the getting in the way. Uh, a long walk was a really great song that actually was um, produced as well by uh, Jeff Jeff Towns and Vidal Davis wrote Hep Right getting in the way. The, I think it's better gets into the track seven because it's a short track, but track seven, which is he loves me, Lizell and E flat. Now Lizell being Lizell Williams, who was her boyfriend at the time, and then eventually became her fiance and husband, and they're no longer together. But that track in particular, let me tell you something, right? So there are certain tracks you have on an album, in particular on this album, that. You know, like you said, a long walk is a great like getting to know you song. Like you chilling with a shorty, yo. So if you getting in the bedroom, right, and something getting going down, he loves me is a great soundtrack to you being in the bedroom, son. I'm telling you, like Agreed. it is an awesomely written song and great produced song, and the whole vibe of it. This was probably Jay even went some of those parties at Morgan where you know you slow down at the end of the night and you know the party's getting ready to end. DJs used to throw this on at the end of the night. So you already know if you had a shorty with you that night and you was able to dance with her during this joint, if you wasn't leaving with her with her number, she may not like you, dog. Like, yeah. for real. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a favorite of mine's on this album. It's love with the go-go. I mean, come on, man. Like I said, I would love to hear her do this live, and I'm mad that I missed that performance with her doing it with a go-go band because everything from the breakdown to it is like that socket beat, you know what I'm saying? And then the horns. And like, to me, I think the horns are one of some of the best parts of that track right there, you know, because there aren't many bands out there that you have that have horn sections, but the ones that do and they have good horns, it really gives it a vibe. And it really feels like, you know, hey, like you was in Subtle Thoughts, Listen, whatever, OP Tribe, even back in the day, you know, like really being able to hit a jam. And I remember that when they used to start those go-go sets off with this and they would start, they would start that and then go right into overnight scenario by rare essence afterwards, you know? So <laughs> and, and for those, and those, and for those that weren't of the faint of heart that thug passions hit a club up came. On oh yeah, exactly. Forget about it. Exactly. <laughs> and the Hope way hands back then. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then the way Honey Molasses into Love Rain. Love Rain I love because I love the production on there. The bass line on there is incredible. And her spoken word poetry, again, is something that I think is the most underrated aspect of this album because it gives this album another layer that most R&B albums don't have. Being a poet and having to write most of her lyrics, it gives you an insight into different between it being the words being said versus them being sung. And I'll even get back into that in a little bit further later down. Slowly Surely is probably, I would say, my second favorite song on here next to He Loves Me. And I love the, the, the vibe of that, the message in there um, as well. Everything you're thinking about love that you thought something was and you have to t- sort of take things slow. One is the magic number. Jay, I agree with you with that whole thing about the, the, the Spanish guitar and those horns, that same sort of like, you know, uh, mariachi or sort of like salsa yeah, feel yeah. that you hear from it you know, in the background. Um, Watching me is interesting considering what we're going through right now because 
all these times, it just really speaks to a whole thing about the fact that we're sort of always being watched and people won't really trust us. You know, the fact that you don't trust people, you don't trust things that are, you know, sort of going on. But I love brother because I love the, the, the beat that goes along with it. You know what I'm saying? And the message that goes along with it is an uplifting message. Show me is a good track as well. I mean, that's something that it's not a low light, but that's something as far as like, you know, me listening to the original album, I don't remember as much as the other. And I'm a little bit in disagreement with y'all when it comes to Try. Uh, Try and then Love Rain Remix. I love both of those tracks, man. I remember when I heard the hidden tracks, I was like, oh, this is cool. I heard Try and I was like, oh, it's, it's more stuff on here. Yeah. And then you get to the whole Love Rain remix, and that whole Love Rain remix is actually the Love Rain song that she did earlier. But instead of saying them in spoken word under on a different beat, she actually sings them. And when she sings it, it sort of gives it another dimension. Nothing changes with the lyrics. It's just being delivered in a different medium. And then get a verse by the Mighty Most Deaf. I mean, how can you lose? Especially during that time, he's fresh off of the uh, steps of releasing Black on Both Sides, which came out the year before. And then after that, heading into featuring on a number of different people's albums and then also starring in a few different other movies heading into that time as well. So most Def was really on top of his game during that particular time. Again, no low lights for here. Like a favorite, that, sounded like a, that sounded like a favorite track. Like, oh, we throw you on here and then maybe we come back and put her on one of your songs later on. Yeah. That's how I took it. It was like, it don't really need to be on there. <laughs> It was like a Lucy. This is throwing on in, and yeah, we did this favor for y'all, and hey, we gonna need her to get on something on something on one of our label mates. Yeah, well, James Poyser did produce this track, and he did produce, uh, help produce "Try" and then also "Love Rain." So it was a great throw on here for me. Now, if this song wasn't on the album, I wouldn't have been disappointed. But I think it's like. It's sort of like the fact that you just finished eating dinner at Fogo de Chao, right? And it's like, oh, guess what? We got a, you know, chocolate lava brownie for you, you know what I'm saying? Or ice cream. And it's like, hell, you've had a satisfying meal, but up to this point, go ahead and throw dessert on there. It's cool. If you don't have dessert, it's fine. If not, then that makes it even better. At least that's just for me. I know y'all said that they could have done away with it, but, you know, I want my dessert. (laughs) And this was my dessert. Those are my highlights. And again, nothing really bad here. Awesome production, great songwriting and great lyrics and great, you know, uh, exploration into somebody who really up to that point didn't really have a music career heading into 1999. And within a couple of years, she was one of the biggest names in the game. When I talk about this album and I say, you know, it's in the top tier of Neil So albums. So I'm putting this album in the same category as D'Angelo's Brown Sugar and Voodoo. Erica Badu's Baduism and Mama's Gun up there with India Ray's Acoustic Soul, Music Soul Child's Just Listen and I Just Want to Sing, Maxwell's Urban Hang Week. I put all those right in the top tier of Neil Soul albums. Like I think this belongs up there in that in that tier. You got no disagreement over here. Yeah. Yes, you are, you are absolutely right. Indeed. That's what you on that one. And talking about this album, when people asked me this week which album are you doing? And even like, you know, a lot of people ask me, what are you doing this week? I said, oh, I'm doing Jill Scott. People are like, oh my goodness, I love that album. Like the reaction I think from people when uh, you talk about this album, everybody has a significant memory or set of memories that they pull from this album. Something that they go back to within their memory bank that takes them back to a certain time. That's what I think is the true measure of a classic when it transports you back into a time where you remember vividly fond memories or not but I think that's a that's a true t- taste of it man like you know 
I mean, it's 20 years later, man. And like you said, Damo, five, 10 years later, we could pull this album out and it's still going to be a, still a good vibe. It's something that we could let our kids listen to and be like, look, like your parents like used to pull out that, that, you know, stylistics and pull out Heat Wave and pull out Marvin Gaye and be like, hey, now this is music. <laughs> I think we're going to be doing the same thing with our kids when, when time comes, you know, so just great, great vibes, man. And she did actually have a tour set up for the 20th anniversary of this album. But we all know what happened to that, just like every other tour, right? The Rona came in, so... <laughs> it would have been oh, good to have been able to see her. Yeah, Rona fucking shit up, man. Um, she actually, I believe, did make it here in this area to... I think it was uh, Maryland Live. She actually did one on Valentine's Day here in D.C. I kind of always feel like Baltimore and D.C. gives Jill their love um i think that there are certain artists that get extra love from dc when they come here and i feel as though jill is one of those artists that gets her love when she comes here to dc why do y'all think that is man because like you know with us as a city we love our live music but you know but why do y'all think that is well because she put that go-go element into the song and it really it was still not trying to notarize give it a notar the notoriety of go-go music till you hear it on it. Like, hold on, what's that? Just like a long walk. When you listen to a long walk, that, that got a little bit of go-go in it. Mm-hmm. And then my man said at the pavilion, they did the go-go to the long walk. I said, oh, I know that she was killing it all day. Yeah. And everybody was feeling it. So I think because of that right there, ups her, them loving her even more. And, you know, we, you know, we black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not take away from it, you know. Yeah. It's not Chocolate City no more, but, you know, yeah. to the roots, to the core, it's Chocolate City. It is, man. Yeah, yeah. plus, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, a big, like Dom was saying, like, a big thing is, like, the go-go vibe of it. But, I mean, there's just that appreciation, you know, for, like, or just good organic music, which I think Jill definitely delivered here. And just the fact that she was just willing to incorporate so many different elements and was a good blend, which produ- which which resulted to be in this album, I think, you know, People were still people were like really looking for that even around that time. I mean, you had like like you said, Brian, like the more commercially successful artists where it sounded more polished, which sounds good and everything, you know, for the most part. But like, there's just like nothing like more better than like something organic, you know what I mean? Like, indeed, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like like processed food, okay, that might be good or whatever like that. But it's nothing like you know what I'm saying like something that was organically grown from the earth. Like you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't it just doesn't nurture the soul as much as something like something like that would. So I think that would that transcends into the music which why people rock with it so hard and still do i agree with both of y'all man and even during her performance at the at maryland live when she was got into the way it was like damn near after a while she stopped singing because the entire crowd was singing the song (laughs) (laughs) like you know you the shit when you can stop and your crowd singing shit for you like for real (laughs) and 20 years afterwards people still singing her shit line for line word for word not murmuring or anything like people know the words of this shit man that's how you can define the classic so so fellas i don't even think with this verdict we we already we've already deemed it a certified classic y'all like across the board right we all concur that this is a certified classic yeah and it is man and this is the type of album that you would if you were to keep records and have a 45 of this would be something that you would keep a 45 of it's classic in that sense like something that you can throw on a record player. Like this is something we talk about multi-purpose music. This is multi-purpose music. You can chill to this. You can drink to this. You can smoke to this. 
you can fuck and make love to this. <laughs> Real talk. Real talk. You can do all do all that, man. So certified classic across the board. Joe Scott, who is Joe Scott? Words and Sounds Volume 1 released July 18, 2000. Again, a certified classic. Please make sure you go check it out. If you haven't already, you've been hiding underneath the rock. You're missing one of the best musical pieces of the last 20 years. Please go check it out wherever you can stream music because your life needs it. And don't really love music if you don't love this joint, to be honest. Seriously. Amazing album. Amazing. Amazing. Just a I'm classic a, piece of work, you know what I mean? Like Exactly. I mean, even for like that time and it just transcends, I mean, I would put, I put it up there with anything else that was like commercially successful at the time or, or like more like on a commercial level at the time, I would definitely put this album up there. So it's just official, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it is. You know you got to sit. And you hear the boy, you hear, hey, you hear, you hear the football player came on said said two weeks yeah. last week or something about y'all think that Jail Sky is attractive. I was yeah. debating if I should bring it up this like conversation. Yeah, but you know what? We're not gonna pay attention to him because one, he got <clears throat> thoroughly and rightfully dragged on social media for that. Yeah, yeah. And, and number two, he's a child. Okay, <laughs> that's a little boy. <clears throat> if anybody can't look at that amazing, <clears throat> sultry, wholesome woman look at her and not think that she's not at least fine or sexy then something wrong with you <laughs> or, and, and, I, and I hate to take it there but at least for, for that the mic performance I mean even if you are young young and, and see that joint like that still should have kept that comment from coming out your mouth you know, like. right exactly <laughs> I'm, I'm even if, even I mean, if she, you didn't think she was attra- even if you didn't think she was attractive and you saw that she was attractive, yeah. <laughs> right? But even before, but even before that though, even before the mic performance, before, though, yeah, before, she's a beautiful, before, beautiful before the woman. Mic performance, oh, Jilly, yes, yeah, uh, she's a beautiful, beautiful Jilly woman. Yeah, she's somebody hey. you sit hey. down. See somebody, you sit down and talk to her for like an hour, you probably fall in love with her. Like, no lie. <laughs> I feel like she might got that bad dualism in her. Like, you might mess with her and that. you might come back different. She might. <laughs> I, I was thinking that. Like, she just yeah, might. Badu got a track record. Well, she had three stacks, the electronic, the DOC. Yeah. And I don't care, but nobody says Kendrick Lamar. I think something happened there, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Before that performance, they went on live. I mean, yeah, something happened backstage, bro. Like, yeah. She likes some talented. <laughs> <laughs> Talented and good looking, she likes them. Yeah, and can rap exactly. Yeah, can rap. He's, all, he's all top tier lyricists, so indeed, indeed, exactly, mm-hmm. all top tier lyricists, exactly. But nah, Jill might, but beautiful woman and my man. I've even forgotten his name, but he's a child. That's what he is. He's a little boy. He don't know what a real woman looked like, and she's a real. They don't even matter. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna be the height of his legacy as far as even in the NFL or whatever. Exactly. Round, round right. seven, last pick. Right. Round just, seven, he, last pick, Mister Irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't he just on the practice squad too? Like, right. I don't even know who he is. He's, a, he's exactly. on a position that everybody's forgotten his name already. That's it. <laughs> That'll be more notable than him getting drafted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn shame. And that's gonna wrap up yet another edition of the Vault. Please make sure you check us out on our new host, Red Circle. You can also download, stream, and subscribe to the Vault Classic Music Reviews on any one of our streaming sources. You go to any one of our social media channels. You can get to our social media channels and the streaming sources by our link tree. 
Once again, we are on Instagram at Vault CMR Podcast. That's at Vault CMR Podcast. Twitter at Vault Classic. That's at Vault Classic. And on Facebook and YouTube, you can look us up on the Vault Classic Music Reviews. You can like our page and also subscribe to our YouTube page. Make sure that you interact with us on social media. We love to hear from you. We do it for you here on the Vault Classic Music Reviews, all for you. We appreciate all the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend. And make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. 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 Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at IVECRE8. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.